Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Josiah. So glad to have you, whether you're a part of Cross Point Church or not. Uh, welcome in. Uh, here at the Scripture Podcast, we just take that uh, Scripture of the day and we look into it a little deeper, see how it can help us enrich our faith and uh, get to know God better and get closer to Him. So I'm so glad you're joining us, uh, no matter what brought you here. Uh, we've been on a break over the Christmas and New Year season, so I was so looking forward to getting back together with you guys uh, today and whenever you listen to this. So if you listen to this months later, just forget that Christmas reference, okay? But if you're climbing right on board, hey, I hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we're looking forward to 2022, um, getting deep into Scripture and not giving up on it, okay? So today uh, we're in Second Corinthians Chapter 9, this is a great verse of the day. I love these that you have probably heard before because they're like an inspirational verse. But I like to look deeper at it because in our program here, we love to get at, our, we love to get at a verse and just not assume that we know what it means. So here, I'll give you the verse. It's 2 second, second Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, Paul's writing to a church that he planted in Corinth and... Uh, so he would plant the church and then move on to go do that some more, but he would write back and visit to strengthen that church and watch it grow. But he wanted them to appoint their own leaders and get going. And then he would write some letters to try to disciple them and keep moving them in the right direction. So this is the second letter that he's written to the Corinthians. If you know anything about these letters, there was a lot of controversy, you know, some issues going on in the church at Corinth. This particular verse here is not... Um, you know, at least on the surface of it, reading it is not one of those parts of the Corinthian letters. So it's a little different, but so here's a verse, second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six. The point is this, Paul says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So, and you know, if this was the verse of the day and it is, and if all you read was the verse, then that's it. You know, that's what you get. The, and uh, it sounds good, you know, whoever sows, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly, reaps sparingly, whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. It sounds good. I think the main problem with it, and I, maybe you have in your experience too, and I know I have in mine, this verse can be uh, filled in with a lot of um, information or a point that Paul wasn't making because it's just, it's wide open if it's taken alone, which of course Paul wouldn't have had it. He didn't mean for it to be taken alone. It's a part of the overall letter he was writing. So in other words, I could say sowing sparingly and reaping sparingly. I could apply that to anything. Of course, you guys probably know where I'm going with this. I've heard it applied to money many times. And I'm not saying there's anything. I'm not right off the bat saying that that's not true or not right. I'm just saying we should look and see if that's what Paul had in mind uh, so that we can know, you know, if we believe the scripture was inspired by the Holy Spirit, then let's see what the whole thing was about. So the first thing that um, screams out to me, cries out to me to, to look at the context is Paul begins our verse by saying what? The point is this, which means, you know, it's a signal to us if we read this verse alone that he's been making a point somehow. He's been doing something else and he just summed up the point. So we should definitely go above it uh, to see what the point is he's making, right? So if I go to the top of mind, it's I'm reading from the ESV as I usually do. In this Bible here, these headings are not, you know, a part of original scripture, but it's the interpreters giving us their idea of what the 
point here was, and the heading in mind was the collection for Christians in Jerusalem. So Paul's addressing this collection of money that was being taken up uh, to help with the poor in Jerusalem. So now we can know because the Bible tells us and not because we're just guessing that Paul in at least in some way is talking about money or at least charity about giving. So we can know that from scripture instead of just because somebody told us. Now let's read a little bit. Uh, starting at verse 1 it says, "Now it is superfluous for me to write to you about the ministry for the saints, for I know your readiness of which I boast about you to the people of Macedonia saying that Achaia has been ready since last year and your zeal has been stirred up most of and your zeal has stirred up most of them." But I'm sending the brothers to you uh, so that our boasting about you may not prove empty in this matter so that you may be ready. So he's saying, hey, guys, I've told everybody how generous uh, you are and how much you're going to give to this collection for the poor in Jerusalem. And I'm sending somebody ahead to make sure that it's as generous as you <laughs> said it was. Um, as I said, you would be otherwise if some Macedonians come with me and find that you're not ready. We would be humiliated to say nothing for you being so confident, so I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead of you, to you, and arrange in advance for the gift you have promised, so that it may be ready as a willing gift and not as an exaction. And there we are. Uh, Paul is now coming to his point. So he makes the first point, which is, hey, be ready, and I'm sending some guys to help you make sure you are ready. And then he says, um, that way, when you give your gift, it'll obviously be a gift and not something you gave because you were guilt-tripped into it because I was standing there. Does that make sense? And he says this, so you have promised that it may be ready as a willing gift, not as an exaction. And Paul says, or, or in other words, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Now, I'm not entirely sure I see how that sums up the point Paul was just making. Maybe you're ahead of me and you're thinking, well, I do. And that's fair, and I understand that, but I guess from where I'm sitting, I don't yet see. I mean, this sounds good, like Paul's saying you should be generous, and these guys have been, and he doesn't want it to be because he was there and guilt-tripping them, and that's why they gave more at once. He just wants generosity, and he wants generosity, I suppose, based on the uh, principle that God is setting down, that whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. But I don't know that yet from verse 6. That's my opinion. I think I should press on a little bit more into verse 7. And so I will. And it says, each one must give as he has decided in his heart. There we are. So Paul's saying, hey, the point is this. It's about your heart. Do you believe that you're sowing towards the kingdom? If you do, uh, then do it from your heart and not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And he goes on to, I mean, so to me, this verse has become so much richer, you know, and, and I've avoided maybe some pitfalls. So for one, it's become richer to me because I've gotten into this. God loves a cheerful giver. I should only give towards his kingdom if I've decided to in my heart and because I know God and his character, not because somebody's making me or guilt tripping me. I can't tell you how liberating that is for me to know. And then I've been kept maybe from some people, maybe some people on the internet who would say, hey, if you give me a bunch of money in God's name, then God will give you a bunch of money and you'll get rich. What's kept me from that is verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. 
So it kind of makes it, for me, it gives us this context more where that bountiful reaping will be within the context of, hey, as I move out and I, if my intention is to live for God and to do what's right by him, then God will be there for me in a big way, helping me to do what's right for him and whatever supply I need to do that. It helps me turn my eyes back away from, hey, I'm giving so I can get, so I can be rich. And it gives me back towards, hey, God promises that if I give towards his kingdom and go his way, I will never lack for the ability to give and to be uh, a part of giving and helping other people. I love that. It's, that's, that's something I could live for. So I hope you guys have enjoyed um, our return to the Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. As I say at the end of every one of these, there's so much more that could be said here, obviously. We just tried to stay within a um, daily helping of Scripture that I hope you will take and, and study more into. I mean, obviously, the entire book of Second Corinthians is is worth a go. And if I were you and you wanted to immediately follow up on, on today's episode, I would go to chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Just look at the whole thing and meditate on it. See if you see how the pieces fit together and see if it kind of deepens your understanding of the parts about sowing and reaping and giving and God loves a cheerful giver and so on. Just some of the things I said. I think you could... Um, do worse than to go back to Second Corinthians chapter nine and look at it for yourself. And I and what I intend to do here in this podcast is to spur your appetite on for that. Um, can we see Jesus in these verses? I'm sure there's many ways we could. Um, do you remember what Jesus gave? So he gave a lot of things. I mean, his whole life was bent towards doing God's work, and in his ultimate act of service and of giving towards the kingdom. He gave his life. You guys remember that? I mean, how could you possibly reap bountifully if you gave your life? You know what I mean? That, to me, that makes me think. And that's the story of the cross and the resurrection. I mean, I wish I had more to say on that, but I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Jesus gave everything, and somehow, because of God's miraculous nature, he reaped even more, like... He was raised to life three days later and will never die again and hands out eternal life to those who put their trust in him. It's, it's just wild. So, I mean, yeah, this you can definitely see Christ in this verse in kind of a really cool way, which you guys could probably expand on for me if you looked into it a little bit. So I just think that's awesome. All right. So I pray that God um, will see all of us through this new year and that he'll help us to recommit our selves to um, the discipline of scripture. If you're a part of Crosspoint, I hope to see you at our 21 days of prayer stuff we got coming up. We got prayer walks this week and um, we're going to have seek week next week. We'll be up here every evening, five days uh, seeking God. And then uh, we'll be reading scripture out loud in our sanctuary here at the church. I'm proud of that. Um, we're going to start at Genesis. We're going to end in Revelation. We've got everybody from the church signing up to take our slots to read. So pretty cool. All right, guys, that's enough for me. God bless you. Welcome back. See you next time.